The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Ronnie K Radio, at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, and of course, always at MileHighSports.com, where today on the podcast, oh my goodness, a massive, massive trade that the Denver Broncos make. We'll talk about that trade and what it means, why they're making the deal, and what it means for the Denver Broncos moving forward. That, of course, uh, all on the Broncos Blitz podcast today, but first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go check it out at Tap14. Find them on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. Now, of course, always also want to say thanks to our friends over there at Bespoke Edge as well, too. That's bespokeedge.com, men's custom clothier. A lot of great stuff over there at bespokeedge.com. That's bespokeedge.com. Oh, gosh, lots to do today. Hey, so we're going to break down this trade. It's it's funny because on Twitter everybody wants to talk about oh why don't you talk about the rookies more everything like that don't you think a massive quarterback trade is bigger than anything when it comes to spring training spring training starting means nothing it's just pitchers and catchers right now it's just pitchers and catchers reporting they're just getting themselves into position all right let's break it down guys Uh, Jeff Hoffman throwing ninety seven to Chris Iannetta oh just outside the plate that's not interesting. That's not interesting to me. It's a bullpen session. Who cares? All right. The and quite frankly, uh, when it comes to this Joe Flacco trade, there are so many fascinating facets of this. It is. uh, Here's the thing. Let's let's start with the the nitty gritty bottom line details. Denver has agreed in principle, so this is not official until the new year league starts, which is. Uh, in March, March 13th, they yes. have agreed in principle to a trade with the Baltimore Ravens. It will be Joe Flacco for what we believe is a mid-round pick. Okay, Now, a mid-round pick is defined as a third, fourth, or fifth, so there is a little bit of gray area. I am told that it is more than likely, quote marks, more than likely a fourth-round pick. Okay, The Baltimore Ravens casted this wide net. They will eat the dead money for Joe Flacco. And essentially, Joe Flacco comes to Denver with the idea that you could release him, you could dump him at any point in time. Now, some individuals, Nikki Javala, have reported that that it's not a foregone conclusion that Joe Flacco restructures his contract. So we're going to get into contracts a little bit later as well, too. Now, what this means with Joe Flacco on the staff for, obviously, Case Keenum. He is 1A when we talk about who this affects, okay? Case Keenum uh, was a stopgap quarterback to start. Joe Flacco is a stopgap quarterback, okay? So immediately when it comes to Joe, you can't have two stopgap stop quarterbacks on the same team, okay? It's reported by Ian Rappaport that Case Keenum is being shopped. And quite frankly... If he is not traded for by somebody, because he is a strong backup, but he is a pricey one. But he also will come with that same stipulation that Joe Flacco has because Denver will eat the money if they trade 
Case Keenum. So let's just say a team, I don't know, the Oakland Raiders, they want to trade for Case Keenum. Denver would essentially eat $10 million in dead cap money and would clear $11 million in cap relief. Case Keenum would go to the X team, who then could release him at any point in time if they want. They'll just pay him his salary, nothing guaranteed, because Denver eats all that money. Same situation with Joe Flacco. So if Denver wants to move away from Joe Flacco, they more certainly can do at any point in time. Joe Flacco is not the long-term solution. Let's get to 1B here of who this affects. And I think this is really just a team discussion overall. Is Joe Flacco, is he now the long-term? He's not the long-term quarterback at all, by any means. There are several on Twitter. I should say more than several. There are a ton who are on Twitter right now thinking that Joe Flacco is, for some reason, all of a sudden, the the next guy in this reign of quarterbacks for the Broncos to, to take the round for the next three, four years. It's not the case. This is simply, boiled down, as simply put, a minor upgrade for a minor price for a minor amount of time. That's really what this is. It is a short-term slight upgrade. Now, whether you think it's a slight upgrade or not is a whole different discussion, but obviously the Broncos do think that. They were not thrilled with Case Keenum. John Elway was very disappointed in him. And quite frankly, the guy who went rah-rah for Case Keenum and who was his biggest supporter is no longer here in Denver, and that's Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, obviously, in Minnesota now. So this is just a minor upgrade. This changes nothing when it comes to the NFL draft, when it comes to free agency, outside of the idea that Denver would be looking for a veteran quarterback in free agency because they obviously got one now. This changes nothing. So for those who want to go on Twitter and freak out about, oh my gosh, they're not going to draft a quarterback now and yada, 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 that is still very much in play here. And you can make the argument that this is a horizontal move. This is not a vertical move, whether it's up or down. And yeah, you... You can make that argument. And some will wonder why you would deal assets for this to make this vertical. Well, you ob- in Denver's mind, they obviously think Joe Flacco can be better than Case Keenum. And quite frankly, I agree. Because when you look at the way and the style that Case Keenum plays, Case Keenum isn't going anywhere. And we knew that. And that's the thing. is that the- You have to kind of understand that this whole snow globe that the Denver Broncos are in right now, the water was tainted already. The water is already foggy and gross. So it's like, no matter which way you look, it's kind of not going to be exactly ideal, okay? Franchise quarterbacks don't just grow on trees and magically appear like that. Peyton Manning comes around once every 30 years, okay? So there is a rebuilding process. And a part of that rebuilding process, and I know they don't want to use the rebuilding word, down in Dove Valley, but that's the fact of the matter is you either are or you aren't, and I've said this multiple times on the show, you either have a franchise quarterback or you're rebuilding. You're one of the two. You're There's no in-between. You're one of the two. And Denver is right now rebuilding, and that's totally fine. Because it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win in the NFL. You're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. The New England Patriots dynasty comes around once every generation. Okay? So, Denver... 
rebuilding from when they went all in and when they went all in in 2012 to 15, it worked because they went to two Super Bowls and they won one of them. Now they are facing the consequences. They're rebuilding and and it's in a really bad state right now. And they're trying to do minor upgrades to get to what they hope is the crop of guys in 2020 or maybe it's one of them in 2019. Maybe. I I just don't understand why everybody's freaking out and how this change this doesn't change anything. This Flacco trade means that you were a slight upgrade of Flacco over Case Keenum. And I do think he is. And, and I think it has I think a lot of it maybe potentially has to do with the fact that Gary Kubiak is no longer here anymore. I mean Case Keenum, you can make an argument, was brought in by Denver because of Gary Kubiak and that influence and that love for that kind of more cerebral quarterback. And, of course, we've all talked about how what John Elway loves in a quarterback, and that's big, tall, strong, can throw the deep ball, and that's exactly what Joe Flacco does. Although it is kind of funny because Joe Flacco had one of his better years as a quarterback. I believe it was 20... Well, I, I don't want to state my year. I don't want to get that wrong. But Flacco had one of his better years with Gary Kubiak as offensive coordinator. Uh, I believe it was 2014. I could be wrong, though. And that's no longer there. Now, we'll see if Rich Scangarello can kind of recreate that and craft that, and maybe he can. But certainly the ceiling for Joe Flacco is higher. There's more experience with Joe Flacco. And... It's it's kind of there's this a little bit of unknown and I've always talked about this on the show. The unknown is sexy to a lot of people because they don't know. And and they what you know is boring, okay? Unless it's bona fide. Okay? And I'll put Case Keenum as the example. You know Case Keenum is not winning a Super Bowl. He is not getting to a Super Bowl, and quite frankly, he is not getting you to a conference championship either. Minnesota was an aberration. Flacco's kind of like this. He's not, You're 99% sure he's not getting you to the conference championship. He's not getting you to the Super Bowl. But there's 1%. 1% that you're hinging on that's kind of like, well, he did do it with Baltimore. Yeah, this is strange. I know that's years ago. And again, you have to take all this with the idea that the Broncos are in this snow globe that is already tainted. Picking Flacco over Case Keenum is just drinking the lesser of the poisons, okay? Regardless, you're going to get poisoned. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and and, and say that this is going to make them a 12-win team because it will not. But this is the lesser of the poisons. Case Keenum was terrible, and we already knew that. And now we have this situation where, okay, maybe there's a little bit of unknown with Joe Flacco. Maybe if you put a really good offense around him, run game, explosive deep ball, play action, hopefully Rich Scangarello puts those pieces together. Now all of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe it can't be worse than what it was last year. Maybe something changes. It's really, really small, but again, you have to understand that we're looking through this with the lens of, we were already in a bad situation. We're just trying to make amends to get to either that 2019 draft pick or the 2020 draft pick. And so, by, 
You were correct on the 2014. That was, was 2014? His, that okay. was the best year of his statistical career. He threw a career-high 27 touchdowns that year and only had 12 interceptions. Sure. Quarterback, uh, the rating on him was a 91. So we'll talk about the comparisons between the two. Where does Denver go from here? A major trade. Broncos will, uh, now again, agreed in principle. So March 13th is when the new league year kicks in. This will be official then. It is expected Denver that will either trade Case Keenum or they will outright cut him. If they outright cut him, it will be $10 million on the dead cap. It will relief $11 million in cap salary, and then uh, they will move forward from there. Denver can then move on from Joe Flacco as much as they want. If, if they want to keep him on the roster and continually pay him his salary, uh, Nikki Javala of The Athletic, reports that uh, it is it's it's not a foregone conclusion. We shouldn't just assume that Joe Flacco will redo his deal. So that's what we know as of now when it comes to this trade. Uh the comparisons between the two. Want to give you some some numbers because some are wondering if this is a actual upgrade. How much better is Joe Flacco to Case Keenum? Well, I'm going to tell you to truly be honest, and it's not very much. Okay? From Pro Football Focus Check these numbers out. I'm ready. Almost identical. What? From a clean pocket. Passer rating. From a clean pocket. Joe Flacco, 94.9. Case Keenum, 94.9. <laughs> Passer rating under pressure. Joe Flacco, 51.9. Case Keenum, 52.2. They're the same player. <laughs> oh, the Broncos are just the, the gift that keeps on giving. They're the same player. Now, the big difference, obviously, is Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. Thanks, Raheem. He, yes, thank you, Raheem Moore. I was trying to go the whole show without mentioning Raheem Moore. I'm sorry. Because that's the low-hanging fruit today. Uh, so, Logan, we're going to put you in jail. For today, we're going to put you in radio jail. And, uh, yeah, Raheem Moore, that one still scars. Flacco, look, Flacco had this incredible run in one year. I have always looked at Flacco through this scope. He is a average quarterback who had one good run. What was it? 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions in that postseason run. And, of course, it involved the, the mile high miracle and the win and, Flacco gets a ring. He got overpaid because of it. He's just, he's never been a good quarterback. Now, I do think, to, to Flacco's credit, some of these numbers are skewed by Case Keenum because Minnesota was an aberration. And we knew that when Case Keenum was signed. Case Keenum has these numbers that are inflated from one year when in reality, last year was his, his actual showing of himself. So we really should compare Joe Flacco's career numbers to Case Keenum's numbers last year. And in that comparison, you see Joe Flacco's numbers dwarf Case Keenum. So it's far more uh, of a better look. Because again, stats don't tell the whole story. But that's not to say Joe Flacco is this bona fide number one quarterback. There's a reason why he was benched in Baltimore and there's a reason why they're trading him away. They're moving forward to the future. They're moving forward to, to Lamar Jackson. This is why I was one of the very few media members at Dove Valley when 
The Browns passed on Bradley Chubb. Everybody said, oh, it's obviously Bradley Chubb now. They have to pick Bradley. You have to take Bradley. Why? If you took Josh Rosen, all of a sudden you're in a far different situation. Denver is still trying to find that franchise quarterback, and these are the repercussions that you have to deal with, that you have to swallow in the idea that you have to deal a mid-round pick to get some guy who is being thrown to the side as scraps. And when you look at the numbers, they're really the same guy. They're the same exact guy. Now, Case Keenum, short yardage guy, more cerebral, uh, needs a lot of help to win. Okay, Joe Flacco, more of an air it out downfield, more boom busty type guy. Okay, this is not going to be a guy who's going to complete eighty, you know, seventy five percent of his passes. I mean, we're looking at an NFL now where seventy percent is the norm, which is absolutely absurd. But that's another discussion for all another day. Get ready for a lot of 15 for 29, three touchdowns, 280 yards. That That's Joe Flacco's best day. Low percentage completion, big yardage, big touchdowns. Okay? And then you're going to find days where he is a high quantity, maybe a higher completion percentage, so maybe something to the realm of like, 29 for 45, a little bit better completion percentage, but he's going to turn the ball over a lot too because they're going to be playing from behind. There is so much that rides on, regardless of who the quarterback is for the Denver Broncos. There's so much that rides on Rich Scangarello, the offensive coordinator. There's so much that rides on Phillip Lindsay and that run game. We'll see if uh, Royce Freeman can continue to come back healthy, the tight ends, the wide receivers. Um, and and there was an interesting discussion, and I'm going to give credit to Danny Williams, who was just on previous to me. They briefly kind of talked about this, and I think I may want to touch, touch on this, um, about Antonio Brown. Is Antonio Brown a little bit more of an intriguing option now because of the Joe Flacco trade? How does this change the offense moving forward? We're going to get into that in the next segment. 303-831-1340. That's the hotline. That is the text line as well, too. Um, we have a couple people texting in. Uh, Ronnie, don't like Flacco, but he is the lesser of the two penalties. He is the lesser of the two poisons. Okay, You have poison A in one hand. You have the red pill, which is going to kill you. You're dead if you take this. Okay. Poison two is you're going to be sick for a year, throwing up every day, and it's going to be awful, but you'll still live. Yeah, you're going to take number two. So Flacco is going to be puking three. Flacco is puking for the next year. <laughs> Good Lord. Have mercy. Oh, dear. Look, it was going to be bad no matter what. Okay. And I've, I say on this show time and time again, you have to find the franchise court. You cannot win in the NFL with this stopgap plug guys in you know who does that is it's the 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 teams that are always in the three to five win realm and if they have a really good supporting cast it's even worse because then you bump up some of those wins to six seven and they just float in purgatory 
They just float in purgatory. They don't have a good draft pick to get a quarterback. They start to lose assets because then you have to start trading to either get up or get good quality talent. And you're not good enough on paper and on the results, win-loss-wise, to attract big-name free agents. It's a bad place to be in the NFL. You want to be you want to be one of two things. You obviously want to be a very good team. In the playoffs, constantly double-digit wins, that's great. But if you can't be that, you need to be two-win Arizona, Cleveland. Well, Cleveland was pretty good this year, but you get what I'm saying is you have to be awful because rising from those ashes like a phoenix, you can rebuild very, very quickly in the in the NFL. You can't rebuild when you're stuck in purgatory. And that's the problem with, with Denver right now is they're stuck in purgatory trying to rebuild like a 2-3 win team, and they just don't have the assets for that. They just don't because they got to spend them just to get to where the 2-3 win team is well and ronnie when it comes to rebuilding and i know they don't want to use that word out there though here's the thing you can't be half in half out on it you have to be completely committed to to it you have to be full in you can't put a band-aid here to think that it's going to cure everything and then think that you're going to rebuild here no rebuilding is a full-on full-fledged ordeal it's not a pick and choose where you're going to do it yeah it's it gives us a lot to talk about which i like it's uh it's underwhelming it's, I, I think a lot of people, this will be one of those deals that I think if you're a football geek, football mind, you're, you're looking at this deal and you're like, okay, it's, they're kind of upgrading a guy. They're changing the style of the quarterback to better fit what they want to do. So... For a mid-round pick, assuming it's fourth or farther down, I guess it's kind of worth it. Uh, I think if you're a general fan who wants that instant gratification that, oh my God, I need a guy right now, you're not going to be happy with this. I just, I stress, this doesn't change anything. Moving forward, this doesn't change anything for the Denver Broncos. Everybody who they were looking at Everybody who they were potentially scouting, everybody who they were potentially looking to draft. Of course, we've heard several reports over the the weeks that John Elway is in love with Drew Locke. This arguably, this probably helps pad the idea that they want Drew Locke more. Because now you have Drew Locke learning under a quarterback who looks more like him. Kind of mobile, big arm. That's not what Case Keenum is, okay? Now, I would argue it's actually better to be tutored under somebody you are not because I would rather you learn that skill that you don't have than what you already do. But you could argue that this actually further pads the idea that Drew Locke is a good pick at number 10 because now he gets to sit behind Joe Flacco, who is very much more his style of quarterback. They're not exactly replicas, but it's far more closer. The puzzle lines up a lot better than Case Keenum. This doesn't change anything in the offseason. In fact, you should really treat this with the idea that you're just changing the nameplate on the back of the jersey come opening day. This is, this is no other change. This is not going to change the path. This is not going to change the strategy. 
This only feeds towards it a little bit more. They saw the limitations and the problems that Case Keenum brought. And unfortunately, the real mistake was signing Case Keenum in the first place, which kind of goes along hand-in-hand with the idea that you didn't take a quarterback. And now you are picking up the scraps. You're picking up the pieces. You're, you broke the plate. Now you have to pick up all these shards of glass. And you got to be careful because if you pick it up wrong and it slides out and you cut your hand, it's pretty dangerous. And now you have all this junk you have to deal with. And it's going to be until tomorrow before you can go out and go get a new plate. That new dishware, you got, you got to wait till tomorrow. It's already 9 o'clock. Place is closed. You got to wait till tomorrow. Nugget, Broncos got to wait till next year. But we have heard reports that he, he has fallen in love with Drew Locke. And that's fine. If Drew Locke is the right guy, I'm all for it. And I've already been on record in saying I actually like Drew Locke a lot. But boy, you better not miss. Because if you miss, it's your job. I, I think there is, and, and maybe it's it's actually a little unfair and I know everybody who is a massive John Elway, uh, I don't want to use the word hater, but there, there is a clear contingent of people, individuals who just absolutely, they, they cannot give Elway credit for half the things they should be. And I don't know why. I, I don't know what it is. They're glass half empty guys on Elway. Sure. Uh, the glass is completely empty. Okay. He has screwed up a lot. A lot in the past, okay? But he has a pretty darn good track record as a GM. Now, the Teflon John nickname, I think, is ridiculous. There's no Teflon anymore. There's no shield. He is bare. And he must win moving forward. If he doesn't, yeah, he should pay with his job. He should. But until that happens... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, let's see what he can do. He created this disaster. Let's give him a chance to fix it. Because when he acquired the team back in, what, 2012, they were in far worse of a situation than they're in right now. Now, obviously, the big kicker here is Peyton Manning. There is no Peyton Manning coming up or available. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to find their guy moving forward. So I would rather give him the opportunity to at least try to find that guy than just start spouting off nonsense about how we need to just fire everybody. It's like there's there's stop overreacting with so many everybody we're in such a world where overreaction is just like the common norm. And I just don't get it. This doesn't mean that they're not drafting a quarterback. This is replacing Case Keenum with a slightly better quarterback. A guy who fits their mold a little bit better. And quite frankly, Case Keenum was awful last year. So why would you not want this? Why would you not be behind this? Keenum was terrible, and you saw it with your own eyes. He was garbage. Text from the 303. Uh, What's worse, Flacco and Keenum combo at 28 and a half or cousins at 22 five for 2019. I, I don't know what, I don't know what we're trying to argue here with this text. What's worse. I, I would have rather had Kirk cousins 
Uh, so, yes. Correct. <laughs> if you're trying to insist that you'd rather have Kirk Cousins, then, yeah, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. I, duh. That's that's a common sense thing. Um, now, do you... Look, Flacco and Keenum are not going to be on the team together. It's, it's not going to happen. Case Keenum will be traded. And if they can't find a trade partner, he will be released. So, yeah, it's going to look bad. The optics, not good. And when you roll up all the money, it's going to look like you paid Flacco in the high 20s. Or I shouldn't say you paid Flacco. You you paid for the quarterback position. But again, we're looking at it through this snow globe. You have to take everything Denver is in right now with the idea that they are in a snow globe of foggy water. The water is gross. So no matter what the decision is, no matter what the decision is, it's not going to look great until they find the franchise quarterback. That's the way it is. I just... So I, I, I don't quite understand where we're going with this text, but anyways, yes, Logan. Uh, well, now, do you think the Broncos will take a quarterback at 10 in light of this? Do you yes. still think they will? Yes. Okay. If they fall in love with Drew Locke and they think that he's the guy... I am more than convinced they are still willing to trade up. Trade up to number five, potentially three, to get this guy. Because, again, Elway is not dumb. He knows he needs a franchise quarterback. He knows it's not Case Keenum. That's why they signed him to a two-year deal. And he knows it's not Joe Flacco. They get it. They're not dumb. The problem is, is they've missed on every quarterback they've tried to go after. But they really haven't had many options either. So let's not, you know, it, it's one thing if Denver had a shot for Kirk Cousins and turned it down. They had no shot at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins did not want to come here. He wasn't interested. They had no shot. They had no shot at Baker Mayfield. It was not going to happen. And quite frankly, I really don't think they had a shot at Sam Darnold either. That's why I'm more critical of the lack of selection of Josh Rosen because you had your opportunity there. It was right in front of you, and you went another way. I think it's more important to criticize based on the hard bottom line here. Don't criticize on question marks because it never it never would have happened. Again, Kirk Cousins, it was never happening. So 1B or 2, whatever you want to call it, the next best option was Case Keenum. And that's what everybody said prior. And quite frankly, was probably it. I mean, I suppose for a couple games, Ryan Fitzpatrick was decent. So I just, I, I, it's it's one of those things where, again, you have to look through this snow globe with the idea that it doesn't kind of matter what they do. It's going to look bad. So let's have some patience here because it is what it is. It is what it is. This is why I banged the table for a franchise quarterback last year because the crop was so good. Now you're dealing with the repercussions and these repercussions are in the form of Joe Flacco. So we have Vic Fangio. We have Ed Donatel. We have Rich Scangarello. We have Joe Flacco and Associates. Um, they better serve some mean Italian food at halftime in the press box moving forward. They better. So, of course, the Broncos acquired Joe Flacco. 
Lots of conversation. I hope you join me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. I do want to wrap up with this and the idea of saying again, you are you're trying to buy a Super Bowl, okay? And the Super Bowl is fifty dollars, and you want a Super Bowl, and it's a very shiny Super Bowl. It's a it's a Super Bowl you really really want, but you need fifty bucks, and your parents are handing you in one hand ten dollars. That's not enough to win a Super Bowl. And then the other hand, $15. That's closer. And you're going to take the $15 because it's more than 10, but you're still not there to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco is the $15. He's $15, Case Keenum's 10, and that's really what it boils down to. It is a minor upgrade for a minor price for a minor amount of time. Short-term guy, the future is still very much the same path, and I believe they will absolutely trade up if they need to for a quarterback moving forward. So again, I want to say thanks to our friends at Bespoke Edge. It's BespokeEdge.com, men's custom clothing. They've been doing it for seven several years now from maybe a creative date night. Maybe it's something more casual. Maybe it's something for the workforce. There's a lot of great stuff going on over there at BespokeEdge.com. Hundreds of blog posts and video posts over the years for you to read and you to find out how to dress yourself better. It's a new year. Well, might as well get a new you as well, too. So, of course, you check. be sure to check out my friends over there at Bespoke Edge. That's BespokeEdge.com, BespokeEdge.com. And, of course, for more Broncos news, you can check out the website. That's well, MileHighSports.com, or you can find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.